the friend's prayer. Almighty Creator, we come to you as one man in one heart. Thank you for continuing to strengthen our intention for connection. Deliver us from exile. Direct us to the promised land and keep us bound together with your love. We are eternally grateful for your constant guidance and the great friends you have given us. Amen. from our sources. Please, Rav. Yes, we are reading excerpts whose uh, title is The Exile in Egypt. And with that, we begin the feeling of our true state in the Creator's world. The Exile in Egypt. Why? The Creator created the will to receive. He imprinted within us his nature so that we will feel how opposite we are to him. Anything that we uh, want to feel, we have to feel two states, two states, our own state and the state that we somehow need to reach. And this is why we begin our uh, path from the recognition of the true state, meaning the exile in Egypt. So, please. 13. What is exile? Is that he is under the rule of self-love and cannot work for the sake of the Creator. When is self-love considered exile? It is only when he wants to emerge from that control because he suffers from not being able to do anything for the sake of the Creator. This is the definition that usually one doesn't uh, wait. What does it mean to emerge from the exile? It's suffering that we feel because we cannot uh, work in order to bestow, meaning we don't have love of friends. Certainly we don't have along with that the love of the Creator. We cannot bestow to others, but only with the calculation of what good will I get out of it. These feelings, all in all, give us the feeling of the exile, that we are not in the qualities of bestowal, in the qualities of the Creator. And this is called exile. All in all. 
This is what he says, Rabash. What is exile? It is that he is under the rule of self-love and cannot work for the sake of the Creator. You know, that to bestow not for himself, but outwardly. When is self-love considered exile? It is only when he wants to emerge from this control because he suffers from not being able to do anything for the sake of the Creator. What sufferings do we have that we cannot do anything for the sake of the Creator, meaning truly in order to bestow? It's difficult for us to say. I have to scrutinize whether I have it, uh, whether I actually regret that I cannot bestow. Well, and as usual with the Creator, we cannot determine these states. Even in our imagination, it's not certain and it's not true, not correct to do so. But with the friends, we can. This is why we were given the group as a kind of a springboard to the love of the Creator, from the love of people to the love of the Creator. And here, we need to pay attention. Can we reach a state where... We come closer to the friends in such a way that whatever happens in them truly touches my heart. And if so, their spiritual state, the connection between us if these things become precious to me, then I truly, by holding on to them, I can advance more and more until we reach the rule of the will to bestow within us. true state that I cannot bestow because I, I see how much I'm constantly in thoughts about myself and nothing else can touch me. It doesn't touch my heart. When I examine and see that it's nevertheless does touch my heart and I'm not indifferent to it, it doesn't influence me what's happening to them. If I check my heart and I see that nevertheless I care about what is happening with my friends, then I need to examine it. I care about what is happening with my friends because it influences me personally or because it's out of my love towards them. This is something that needs to be Checked. The question is, well, if I nevertheless see that I have in my heart a little love for the friend, can that be a true state? Well, all the states are true states. They're not imaginary, well, usually. However, I need to check whether these states are on the way 
that they will bring me to the other nature. There are two forms of nature, the nature of reception and the nature of bestowal. The nature of bestowal is the creator, the creator's nature, and the nature of reception is the nature of the created being. So I need to check precisely in which nature I am. Our goal is to shift from the nature of reception to the nature of bestowal. That's it, all in all. Yes, dear Rav, in the state in which I checked and I saw that I'm caring for the friend because it somehow touches me somehow, it's for my benefit. How can I move to that same concern but out of love for the friend? This is what it's all about that we need to check ourselves to see that we are in self-love and to see how can we shift from self-love to love of others. Love of others or the love of the Creator is actually the same thing. It's in the same direction. Whereas self-love, it's the opposite. So, for that, we have the entire wisdom of Kabbalah, that the Kabbalists write for us articles and they explain to us what does it mean, self-love, what does it mean, love of others, by which exercises can we invert our nature. In inverting our nature, there are two things. We do exercises like children in a kindergarten we do exercises however along with that with our exercises we receive the reforming light and the reforming light is what actually performs this inner inversion within us And instead of self-love, we begin to feel that seemingly it is possible to come out of oneself and it is possible to rise to the degree of love of others. It is against nature. It is something that does not exist in this world. However, we are able to feel how such a feeling close within us love of others. And then I uh, emerge out of my uh, own uh, confines and I begin to feel what is outside of me. And outside of me is actually only the Creator. And so in such a way, when I yearn to be connected with my friends, I reach the feeling of the Creator, coming closer to the Creator, which is actually the true goal. So in that same state that I'm thinking now about the friends, but for my own benefit, I can do some kind of transition at one moment to love of the friends. You can press some button and make that switch. Well, you can do it right now. Go ahead and, and try. Try with all your force to be maximally 
connected in your heart with the friends, with the friends in the group. As much as possible. Ну, я стараюсь практически быть соединенным, тут вопрос только в векторе направления. Почему? I try to be connected, but the direction, the aim of why I do this, I scrutinize and that I'm doing it for my own benefit. Now, how to replace it so that all the benefit will be for them? If you are directed towards being connected with the friends, even though this connection is and it's true that it is egoistic, you begin from your own nature. However, over the efforts that you make to connect with them, even an egoistic connection, I don't want to be connected with them, to talk to them, to be with them, and all kinds of such things. There are rejections upon rejections, small rejections at each other, every corner when we are somehow connected. And then in all of these things, when you see how much there are these collisions, internal collisions within you towards the friends, you, along with that, when you are in this collision, you ask that there will be no collision, that there will be connection, another small connection, another small connection. The Creator doesn't do big exercises with us, that we hate each other, that we really repel each other, but rather with such small incidents. I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want to come to some meeting, I don't want to take part in some uh, conversation. These tiny things, like children, but if we pay attention to these, and nevertheless we do want in all of these incidents to bring ourselves to connection, then here there is an entrance to the upper world, truly to the upper world. In this way, we actually enter it. We should not disregard or slight such uh, states. The opposite. As much as I get rejection from the friends, I should realize, I should detect, I should discover that these rejections come from the Creator, from the Creator. And I, nevertheless, here need to be as help against one, that against this rejection, I have to reach nearing, come to the meeting, to the conversation with my friends, more and more. And in this way, we will advance. These are the exercises that we have to do each and every day, each and every day, to try all the time that they will be placed in our head, what we call in the back of the head. And I, 
am constantly in these things. As much as possible, getting closer to the friends. Когда ты э, в таких вот упражнениях, в таком маленьком преодолении каждый раз там не захотел выйти в зум, но вышел, э, там почувствовал близость. questions. When you were in such exercises, in these small efforts to get closer, when you didn't want to connect to the Zoom meeting, but you did, you do connect, is this how Kabbalists enter the upper world through such small actions? Rab, yes, this is how we all advance. And the, the great ones also... The great Kabbalists, Moshe, Abraham, Moses, Abraham, doesn't matter whom, which one of them, the great ones, they also begin, well, everyone is born as a some mass of uh, flesh, two, three kilograms of flesh, and they all grow like little animals until they becomes something that is similar to human inside and also on the outside. Yes. Everything grows from the dust as we as we call it. Yes, the feeling of the exile is the feeling inside of Egypt. And it's a prolonged feeling until they check that they can no longer stay under the rule of Pharaoh. Why can't we feel that we are in exile even though we are doing the work between the friends in the ten. We can't. For that, we need to feel the two worlds, the two states. A child that is uh, born in prison and he grows in prison, he doesn't understand what is outside of prison. He lives there and he thinks that this is the entire world. This is how a person who is in Egypt, if the Creator doesn't shine to him a little bit more, then he thinks that Egypt is the best place. It's the best place. We see how, how it is in this world, how it is built. This world is entirely Egypt. And our ego, which is called Pharaoh, governs the whole of uh, nature, and, and we don't want to leave it, to come out of it. We simply cannot imagine to ourselves that there is another place where it's different, where it's the opposite. And, uh, this is how we simply remain in the work of Egypt, inside of Egypt, and we're uh, loyal to Pharaoh. But continue onwards. We have only two means which are the connection between us and the prayer to the Creator. Everything is relatively simple. 
It's not simple to implement it, but at least it's simple in terms of the method. So, in the connection between us, we want to reach a state where we can turn together to the Creator and demand of Him that He will deliver us from the exile. That, all in all, is our work. this action. You need to open up your heart and your ear and talk between you about how much you're connected and you need to be even more connected. And in your connection, turn to the Creator and demand of Him that He will elevate you to such a degree where you will truly be together. That in the connection between you, which now for the time being is a mouth-to-mouth connection, that it will be a heart-to-heart connection. And you will prepare a place for the revelation of the Creator. And then you will feel, and everyone will feel, how the Creator is working on you. And to the point, you're saying it doesn't work for you. Seemingly you're doing everything. Do it together. Together. We want together to get out of this state. Try. And you'll see. As much as I know you from for many years, you are capable of it. You're capable of it. Hello, Rav. According to what we read in the Passover sources, how does a person get the idea of Lishma and for the sake of the Creator, and how does he decide that he's in exile? According to his connection with the friends, that in this connection he achieves some kind of connection with the Creator. According to that, he determines if he's still in the exile or he's coming out of the exile. Uh, first of all, how does a person check that he is working for the sake of the heaven and not in some fantasy? Towards the society, usually. But towards the society, I can kind of go into some self-intentions out of the control of my self-love. If you love the friends, and um, inside of the friends you also love the Creator, then your direction is correct. Rav, if I heard correctly, you said that you need to open your heart and ear and talk about how connected you are from that connection turn to the Creator. Yes. What is to open your heart and your ear? What is to open the heart before we speak? 
as one man in one heart. Try to depict this to yourself. And when we talk about, uh, you know, how connected we are, and that's a an action that connects us? Yes, certainly. And I just want to depict it and then execute this in the ten. And when we, what, what do we need to feel that we're more connected and then turn to the Creator? Yes. For what? Yes, are we, we're connected, we want to feel that we're even more connected? For what? This is the vessel. And what do we want from the Creator? To feel the Creator in the vessel. What are we asking for? A connection. More connection. We just talked about the fact that we're connected. We felt a little that we're a little, a little bit more connected. And now we want even more connection. And that we're... Even more connection with the Creator. Over the Creator. We need to feel the Creator in the connection between us. Yes. Buongiorno, Rab. Lei ogni giorno ci passa tutta l'abbondanza. Every day. You pass on to us the, 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 the entire abundance, and we're grateful to you for that. And we also felt the lack of the abundance when you felt when you were feeling ill. But we're not running towards connection. How can we delight over this effort, this exertion in the tent? The effort to go beyond. You should stop concealing from one another your inner states and on the contrary, show each to the others what you really want in your hearts. In this way you will advance. Okay. My friends in the ten are truly great friends. Purposeful. But in the connection between us, there's a certain distance that we're afraid of uh, crossing, like you said to the friend now, that we don't really get closer enough and relate to each other like brothers. I don't know always what a friend wants. Is it important to cross this distance? Yes, that distance will be apparent to you more and more because you need to cancel it. To cancel it. Therefore, the more we advance, we feel that there's nevertheless a distance between the hearts. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing. Rather, only to nevertheless push ourselves and turn to the Creator even more. 
This is the point we stand upon. And we will stand until we do what we talk about. Да, дорогой Раф, вот вы сказали, что если я нахожусь в любви к товарищам и в этой любви... Раф, вы сказали, что если я нахожусь в любви к товарищам и в этой любви Я не могу тебе все это сказать. I can't tell you all of that like this in, in one sentence. Try to do everything you heard, listen to it several times, and try to use it in all the states. I have nothing else to advise you. The, the greatest question is, what does it mean in the love of the friends to also be in love? towards the Creator. The Creator shattered Himself in many, many pieces and, and, and appears to us in such a way. There are no friends in the group and no connections and nearings and adhesion. It's all one Creator. It just appears to us this way in the form of the many, the many small little people and altogether still vegetative and animal. All these, and we must unite all of this to one whole in order to say that there's none else besides him. What is this feeling of love towards the friends? Love towards the friends in which there is love towards the Creator. What is this feeling? It's the feeling of love for, I don't know how to say it, for the universe, for the Creator. For for everything that's around us. We can't describe it. We will... Together. But maybe, Ravi, you can say some new words about uh, what does it mean together? I cannot express it. To want together is considered just like, I don't know, let's say like, just like we went out of one home and now we're dispersed here and there in all kinds of places, and we really want to return to our mother's home and to connect there together like we once were, like we once were connected. I don't know how to express together in one heart, in one mind, in one feeling, desire. I cannot... I don't have the words for it.
I don't have the words. Again, what does it mean to make a movement with your heart? Movement with the heart. Where the heart will feel all kinds of states, changes, closer, further to the friends and to the Creator. That's something we need to work on for months. Not from today to tomorrow. For months. And then we will feel the extent in which this distance between the heart of one friend to another is becoming flexible. There's nothing you can do about it. That is how we need to work. Just that I don't manage to understand what, what should I do to bring my heart closer to the heart of the friends? How do I make this uh, nearing? You don't want to make a partition between your heart and the heart of the friend. There is a partition there now in your heart. You want to remove it. By what exactly do I remove this partition from my heart? In cancel it. It's, uh, you want the two hearts to be felt as one. Earlier, I heard you say that uh, we should tell the friends what's in your heart. Yes. What is the limit that I can open up to them about what's in my heart? What's the border, the boundary? That you open where you start to feel the heart of the friend, like your own heart where the hearts are connecting. That's the prayer of the connection between the hearts, where they can start to enter in one another. This work is seemingly very internal and subtle. This is something that each one does by himself, or it's something we do together. How do we make these movements? Have you ever seen, probably in movies, on TV, how big masses in space clash with one another, one planet with another? Yes. yes, where they come close and then one begins to enter the other and there are explosions and fire and whatnot. So imagine to yourself that 
Here too, it's the same with our hearts that need to be connected. You have to depict this. Well, it's like we want these hearts to connect. Because otherwise we don't return to becoming one man with one heart. This is clear. But what to do against the opaqueness that I feel in my heart towards connection? This obtuseness you'll feel if you're alone. But if you're in a ten, you'll feel not only being obtuse, but you'll feel joy that you're breaking the boundary and you're entering with your friend to such a connection. So the, the force, the ability to break the resistance, it's out of uh, me wanting to be together with them? Yes, yes. And from that you will feel the joy that the Creator is joyous. I'm now in a situation where I, I hear everything you say and I justify what you're saying so much and I'm in what you're saying but I have a big conflict with my 10 because I have no problem to open my heart. My heart. It's a natural state for me. But in my 10 People, the friends, simply run away from it. They even sanctify the fact that we have to run away from it. We accept the fact that the friends are not willing. They they don't want to do it. That's the state we have. And you just have to understand them and shut your mouth and you're not allowed to say even one word. If you say something, it means that you're on the left line, you're criticizing. I don't know what to do. As much as I pray, as much as I ask, as much as I try to gently say these things, Shut up. Shut up, and that's it. Be silent, and that's it. It's the simplest thing. Don't open your mouth. Work in silence. Inside your heart, work only. But nothing comes out of it. You are permitted to open your mouth if by that you're helping a friend. If you're not certain, then keep your mouth shut. So where does this point of not being certain, you know, I try from all directions, all sides, so what's to... Then it would be best if you, I don't know, shut your mouth for a week, let's say. A week altogether. That's it. Okay, I'll try to be silent even more than a week. Get used to it. Let's say a month or two. Get used to being quiet. And then we'll see. Thank you. Fourteen. We should know that the exile, one feels that he is in exile, is measured not by the exile, but by the sensation of bad and suffering that he suffers because he is in exile. 
Then, when he is tormented, because he is under the rule of the oppressors, and he must do all that they demand of him, and he has no right to do what he wants, but he must serve and carry out all that the nations of the world in his body demand. And he is powerless to betray them. To the extent of the pain he feels and his desire to escape them, to that extent he can enjoy the redemption. You teach us that we should never aspire to reach suffering. So how in the 10, when a friend's experience suffering, can we somehow share the pain with them? Can we awaken it in a way that we will feel it together? We don't need to feel sufferings. We need to constantly advance from pleasure. As we rising in an uplifted state and so on. And if some kind of bad state appears in us, we need to get rid of it only by coming closer in mutual motion between us. Well, Rubash writes in this excerpt that the exile is measured according to the suffering that we feel. Sometimes it appears that if we would understand better the, the problem of the exile, how great a problem it is, then we would also operate more effectively. These sufferings that he's talking about are suffering, are love suffering. Where I want to come closer to the Creator, I want to love the Creator, but I'm not capable. I'm not capable of even asking for it. That's why he doesn't bring me closer. But in general, I am in the path of suffering. But these sufferings are sufferings of love. Imagine yourself how you... Who's that, Artyom? You're also young. Imagine that you meet a woman uh, and you are in a distance from one another and you're suffering from not being next to her. It's also suffering. But these are sufferings that stem from having somewhere there a connection and love, but for the time being, in reality, it doesn't exist. So such sufferings we need to yearn for. But also only so that we will be able to implement this nearing. This example with the uh, girl, uh, with a woman, it's very clear, but 
if the friends don't feel the, the ten in the same way, we, we simply gather together a few men. The men need to gather together and to depict to themselves that they're connecting between themselves in one heart. And in this heart, one common love is revealed. Not a physical love, not some technical love, or some love that is hormonal, I don't know how to say it, but rather this is an attraction to having the Creator be revealed in us. Thank you, Rav. In any action of uh, connection, and also in dissemination, I feel that it helps me, that it elevates me. What does it mean that I will perform an action which is for the friends, for the Creator? In order to advance them, as for s- certainly by doing so, you're advancing yourself as well. But the beginning of the work is where you're searching how I will bring contentment to the Creator. By which action will I bring contentment to the Creator? The maximum that I'm capable. Where is that possible? Where can it be? It may be that I do a certain favor to, let's say, Moshe. And by that, I bring contentment to the Creator. So I try to do that. Again, excerpt 15. As Barasalam explained, the exile in Egypt was in order to obtain the kilim of the Egyptians. But it was only to borrow and later to return to them. He interpreted that this matter of the Creator saying to Abraham, your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, was a guarantee of the inheritance. This meant that they would have a need to receive the abundance from the Creator, since wanting to come out of the enslavement of the Egyptians can be only through the help of a holy soul. Then, they will need the Creator's help each time. And from this, they will have a need to draw higher degrees. What does it mean to borrow and give back? How does that happen? Repeat, please. 
What does it mean to borrow the kelim, the vessels, and then to give them back? How does it happen? They take vessels that are deficiencies and we use them in order to advance toward the light and receive it in order to bestow. After we receive it, and by this we bestow contentment upon the Creator because we have no need for the vessels themselves. The whole need is to bring contentment to the Creator. This is why we can return those vessels as we receive them. Say that he who comes to purify is aided. So how does the Creator aid us? It says with a holy soul, meaning he adds to us a little bit of light from above, and that light heals us, corrects us, connects us, and fills us. It does all the operations it needs to do. The Creator does all of it through the through what is called the reforming light. That borrowing of the vessels of the kilim. We borrowed the vessels the envy, the lust, the honor. But we're not able to give give it back. We don't need to give back anything. We need only to receive in order to bestow. All the light that will enter will correct our vessels, connect our vessels, fill the corrected and connected vessels, and in them, the Creator will be revealed to the created beings. And this is what we can do. And the vessels we received, in the beginning they were vessels in order to receive. We received them and corrected them and filled, filled them with the revelation of the Creator in order to bestow. And this is how we continue. Thank you, Rav. It's a question of a friend. I heard you that you saying the Creator broke himself into many pieces that look like many people. And as I see, I see that I want to bring them closer. I want to, but I can't. And me, who is observing, what ability do I have? You have the ability to look at the whole world as the revelation of the Creator to the created beings. How can I bring these parts closer? By loving them. But I don't have the natural love yet. The Creator says, from the very beginning, I've created the evil inclination, I've created the Torah as a spice. Of course you don't have natural love. No one has it, but we have to ask the Creator to give us the power of love, and then through this force, we will get closer to each other. What will make us 
worthy of receiving the force of love from the Creator. What will complete this vessel? To the extent that I get closer to the to the friends, I can pray together with them and ask from the Creator together, and then the Creator will not refuse. Also coming closer to the friend is not in my ability. During the Congress, it was very easy to pray, to come closer. Now it feels like everyone is a star in a different part of reality. So what do we do here? What do we do? We don't leave this work and connect more and more. That's the way it is. We constantly work in the same work, but we get different influences, different results, and that's why it doesn't seem like the same work, but different states. How can we come to a state where these stars collide, the planets collide? How can we come to it through the connection between the friends? We build such a network of connection. We're in this connection, in this network. We can grasp all of reality because all of reality is also a ten. And the difference is only in the power of the tens. The more we add to the ten where we are, the more power we add, the more the ten um, gets the dimensions of the whole universe. How do we generate such a force in the ten that is opposite to the forces of nature? It's not contradictory to the forces of nature. It's contradictory only to the forces of our ego. And we want to collect them together in order to unite them. The forces of our ego are able to create, to generate a force that is opposite to their distance between them? Yes. How? By doing it. Just doing. Thank you. Again, Excerpt 16, the Holy Ari says that the exile in Egypt was that the view of Kedushah, holiness, was an exile. This means that the Klippah of Egypt ruled over the people of Israel. We should interpret that the, that the people of Israel means that the whole nation wanted to work for the sake of the Creator and not for their own sake. As it is known that Israel means Yeshael, straight to the Creator, meaning everything for the Creator. 
The governance of Pharaoh is the opposite, to work only for one's own sake. For this reason, the view of Kiddushah means that we must work for the sake of the Creator, meaning to bestow. This discernment was an exile under the rule of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, where Mitzrayim, Egypt, has the letters of Metzal Yam, Nero C. And it is known that, and it is known that Fifth commandment comprises three commandments. One, to engage in Torah. Two, to engage in procreation. Three, to circumcise after eight days. This is the verse of the fifth day of the work of creation. Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let fowl fly above the earth. In the four commandments thus far, we have completed the correction of Atzilut through Mochin of Gal of Zon face to face. Through the first commandment, the fear of greatness, because he is great and rules over everything, we extended the correction of Upper Abba in the first verse in the Torah. In the beginning, God created. The interpretation of the punishment in the second verse and the land was tohu, formless, and through the second commandment of love, on the side of chesed, we extended the correction of yeshut of atzilut, that is in the verse of the first day of the work of creation. Let there be light. This is a light that was created in the six days of creation, in which Adam saw from the end of the world to its end. Through a third commandment of the Shema reading, and blessed be the name of, of the glory of his kingship forever and ever, in the upper unification of Shema, we extended Mochin of Vak to Zeranpin and Leah through their ascent to Yesut. These are the six words of Hear, O Israel. We also included the concealing of the light in it, as it was said, and there was light for the next world of Yesut, and not for this world of Yesut. This is so because it was hidden from Chazeh of Yesut and below, and became dry land there. This extension is in the big letter Dalet, in Echad 1. And Leah receives it 
because the rule is that any deficiency or screens are not in the male but in the female of that partzuf. Through the lower unification, blessed be the name of the glory of His kingship forever and ever, we mitigated the harsh judgment of from the Chazeh of Zaranpin and below, which extends from the verse of the second day of the work of creation. Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, in which hell, the harsh judgment, was created. Its place is from the Chazeh of Zaranpin and below. Though it is in the Nukva, Rachel, and not in the male, Zaranpin. The mitigation or sweetening is through completion of the commandment of love. So it will be on both sides, even if he takes your soul. For this reason, we must assume the complete devotion in the Dalet, in Echad, prior to the lower unification, to complement the quality of love on both sides in extending of the Mochin in Rachel's place. This is because then the lower vak of the Mochin are drawn to Rachel in the six words, Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingship forever and ever. And the harsh judgment becomes light, called black light. The upper unification is the verse, Let the waters be gathered onto one place, and let the dry land appear. This is the first, it was good in the third day of the deed of creation. The lower unification is the verse, let the earth put forth grass. This is the second, it was good in the third day of the deed of creation. The fourth commandment is to know that the Lord, Havaya, He is the God, Elohim. To completely equalize the Nukva, Rachel, to Zeranpin, without any difference, through completion of the love on both sides, in such wholeness that the harsh judgment becomes light. Also, there is no separation between black light and white light because by completing the love on both sides, the black light becomes even more important. Thus, Rachel and Zeranpin truly united into one and can both rise to Yeshut by their own strength. 
מכוחם עצמם. כי מתוך זה, through it, זון are completely equal to your suit, because זון, being coarser than him, is not a deficiency, but a merit and advantage over them. <coughs> At that time, Zon received from Yesut Mochin of Gao as well, and Zon become of equal level in one unification face to face. This is the verse of the fourth day of the work of creation. Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven, where Nukva, Rachel, and Zeranpin are both equally included in the name Echad, one, of lights, which is Havaya, he is the Elohim, God. Thus, through the four commandments, we have now completed the entire correction of Atzilut through Zon, face-to-face, on an equal level. Now, we should copulate Zon once more by raising man and good deeds to draw mochin of the face to us from them. These are the three phases of mochin, naran of katnut, naran of the first gadlut, and naran of the second gadlut. They are drawn to us through the rest of the commandments. Naran of Katnut, the fifth day of the work of creation, are in the verse, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures. The completion of the Katnut is in the sixth day. Also, Vak and Gal of the first Katnut and Vak of the second Gadlut are on the sixth day of the work of creation. And Gar of the second Gadlut is on the Sabbath day. We'll learn all of these states. We'll learn them when we get closer to the actions. And then for now we're reading it and we'll get back to it when we are close. Excerpt number three. By the term egoism, I'm not referring to the original egoism. Rather, I am referring to narrow egoism. That is, the original egoism is nothing but self-love, which is all of one's positive, individualistic power of existence. In that respect, it is not at odds with the altruistic force, although it does not serve it. 
However, it is the nature of egoism that the manner of using it makes it very narrow. Since it is more or less compelled to acquire a nature of hatred and exploitation of others in order to make one's own existence easier. Also, it is not abstract hatred, but one that appears in acts of abusing one's friend for one's own benefit, growing murkier according to its degrees, such as deceiving, stealing, robbing, and murdering. This is called narrow egoism, and in that respect, it is at odds with and the complete opposite from love of others. It is a negative force that destroys the society. Its opposite is the altruistic force. This is society's constructive force, since all that one does for another is done only by the altruistic force. Why do you say that you don't understand your desires fully? Everything that you relate to the friends is in and comes out only out of your egoism to submit them to your thoughts. Otherwise, you wouldn't turn to them. You understand? You're turning to the friends only in order to use them. This is how the ego is designed. In order to use them, I see it as mutual uh, exploitation. I don't wish something really bad for them. What do you mean I don't desire? Everyone, absolutely everyone is in this nature and everyone uses each other only to in some way make their own situation better. Otherwise, they wouldn't even notice one another. Only thanks to the ego, we notice one another, we negotiate, we do something for one another, we somehow relate to one another. Yeah, that's clear, but here it says that, that I want to build it on the bones of the friends by destroying them. 
Yes, yes. And in the meantime, you're talking about some mutual exploitation here. Mutually using one, mutually using one another is in this world. This is our state for now. So how do I discover in me this narrow egoism? Start paying attention to yourself. How do you, uh, how do you use other? How do you relate to others? What? Do you, why do you turn to others? And you will see that all of your attitude towards others is purely using, and there is nothing else. In other words, even when we yearn for the Creator, we're using one another? Of course. But the right use of others allows me to come closer and even adhere to the Creator. The right use. And I don't inter- interfere with them with this. I help them. Until we are together, don't adhere, don't stick to the Creator from all sides. Exit number four. The crass, undeveloped person does not recognize egoism as bad at all. Therefore, he uses it openly, without any shame or restraint, stealing and murdering in broad daylight wherever he can. The somewhat more developed sense some measure of their egoism as bad and are at least ashamed to use it in public, stealing and killing openly. But in secret, they still commit their crimes, but are careful that no one will see them. The even more developed sense egoism as so loathsome that they cannot tolerate it in them and reject it completely. As much as they detect of it, until they cannot and do not want to enjoy the labor of others. Then begin to emerge in them sparks of love of others called altruism which is the general attribute of goodness. But that, too, evolves gradually. First develops love and desire to bestow upon one's family and kin. As in the verse, do not ignore your own flesh. 
When one develops further, one's attribute of bestowal expands to all the people around him, being one's townspeople or one's nation. And so one adds until he finally develops love for the whole of humanity. If there are no questions, there are questions in the hall. Dudi, please. Rav, what turns the original egoism into a narrow egoism? Original egoism is like with monkeys. They want to exist, they want to live, they want to continue the generation. This is normal. You know, you understand? This is the original egoism. But the narrow egoism is one that sees only itself and everything else it doesn't see unless it is under him. Meaning what he wants, they do. What causes a transition from the narrow, from the original egoism to the narrow egoism? It growing, it wanting to the realization of the ego. We need to come to the realization of the ego. You see that everything develops, the nations, people, competitions, wars. We want to realize our egoism. We want to come to a state that our egoism needs to be realized, not through war, not even through... communication or all sorts of connections but realize the ego only through serving the others and not that others are serving us do you see what path it is and then and then that we begin to understand this thing. It takes thousands of years of development. But the Creator has time. And we have to explain this process gradually to everyone. And for everyone to see that before us is a long road, and before us has been a long road, and we have to go through this entire path. When does the narrow egoism understand that it is on the fast track to a crash? When does it understand that it's not good to remain in the narrow egoism? I don't think it's capable of understanding. I don't think. I think that even if he sees before him death, he cannot agree that this is in regards to him, that he is going to die. Because the ego at the end of the day is also an eternal force until we correct him in order to bestow. So what stops it? What causes it? The inversion. That you want to resemble the Creator 
and the Creator helping us to rule over the ego. So, how does explaining work here? What, how, how will it help to explain to people? It will not help. It will go to the death. It, it's eternal. It, it's, it's a greater force in us. But we take into consideration only in those that are able to understand the ego in them and agree for it to change and ask from the Creator to 